Welcome back. This is the Soft Count. Well, UFC 275 beat my ass. Uh, awesome night overall. Really great fights. Bunch of surprising fights. Overall, lost some money. No big deal, though. I, I uh, took some risks overall on the prelims. I think I just got burned a little bit in the in the final fight. And, and honestly, I think I got burned on the Shevchenko decision. Well, I got my money back. I work on, I'm work. i on one of those sites where they kind of refund you if it's a split decision. So really, I didn't lose anything. I just didn't make as much money as I thought I was going to. And I imagine if you follow the soft count and you're gambling, you might have uh, experienced some similar stuff. But going through the fights real quick, early prelims, there were some really sweet fights. The Jocelyn Edwards-Ramona Pasquale fight was really fun. It went to a decision in round three, but Edwards really had some nice kicks, nice stand-up. Ramona, like I said, Ramona Pasquale in the first couple rounds had a lot of power, and then she was gassed. And then Jocelyn Edwards had the the speed advantage and really just kind of worked her, you know, worked to the outside, kept kicking her, punching her. Really nice, nice performance. Got a uh, decision in the in a round th- in round three. Not bad. Liang Na got her ass whipped by the uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez, who I mentioned had fake breasts. Uh, overall, it's just a power difference. I mean, it is just shockingly different with the Asian females, especially. There's only, I mean, out of Wei Li, the rest of them are very small and thin, and uh, she is jacked, obviously. But Silvana just cranked Lian Nang and, and left her lifeless on the on the fucking canvas. Pretty awesome fight, really. Lost some money there. The next fight that I'll talk about really bummed me out. It was the Brendan Allen-Jacob Malkoon fight. Now, that was my big upset, and it went to Brendan Allen in a round three decision, and it was probably one of the more shocking decisions I've seen in a while. I mean, I say this every week. It's always it's every week. Brendan Allen sucked in that fight. He was terrible. He really didn't do anything, and Mal- Malkoon pretty much controlled him for an entire after you look at his control time, it took up an entire round out of three rounds. You know, he was a third of the fight. Jacob Malkoon had control of Brendan Allen. Striking, it just, Brendan didn't do any damage. He didn't do anything except just defend the entire fight and he won. I don't get it. Steve Garcia and Mahashate, uh, that, that was a knockout that was beautiful. Round one knockout. Garcia probably shouldn't even have been in there. I, this was uh, Mahashate's first fight in the UFC, so I didn't really go too hard on the bets on him. I went with Steve on the pod just because he had experience, but in the end, he was not prepared for that fight. Uh, Sungwoon Choi and Joshua Kulabau. I actually called uh, for Choi to win on the pod, but I ended up betting on Joshua Kulabau. I had a, quite a, I made quite a bit of money on him. That was sweet. Uh, Joshua is a dog. It was a decision, and I had kind of pointed this fight out as possibly being the fight of the night, and it probably would have been had the Glover Teixeira Projaka fight was not being so exciting. It, the Kulabau Choi fight was balling. Joshua, I heard a story that he was like five minutes before the fight had to like run outside of the arena and smoke a cigarette. He was like an electrician in the Philippines and shit. The dude is just gangster. Went in there and beat a really really nice up and coming fighter. I, that's a really big loss for Choi. It's a big loss. He, he really should have won that fight. The Dana fight where he fought, I can't actually find. I've been looking for the the results of that fight. I, I mean, it was a beautiful fight. Oh, yeah, Kang. Kyung Ho Kang and Dana uh, 
I can't say that guy's first name, really. Anyway, Danan Kang. Kang had to do a three-year service for his country in the military, for the Korean government, right? And that ruins some of their best athletes' careers. Anyway, Kyung Ho Kang came in and looked like the fighter I would want to be in the UFC. Upright, kind of keeps a nice distance, really nice jab, really good kicks, powerful Got the decision, but just looked. He took no damage in the fight, and he was fighting a dog in Dana. Dana is mean and does damage, and Kang took no damage. Danced around him, just pieced him up. Really beautiful fighter. I was really shocked by him, actually. Probably, and he's like 18 and 9 with one no contest, you know, and then he had to take three years off to be in the military. So now he's back. This is, you know, and. One of the things that I think is interesting about him, and, and, and I look at Charles Oliveira has taught me a lot about records and how good somebody can be. And this might be another guy that's turned the corner. Sweet fighter, though. The first fight on the main card was the Jack Della Maddalena fight and the uh, Ramazan. I thought Ramazan would uh, wrestle Jack. The power difference and the body type difference were shocking. Jack is huge, muscular, just vicious. And he went in there and knocked the piss out of Ramazan. Ramazan didn't do shit. Jack knocked him out, KO. Jack's 12-2. and two. Watch out for him. He's going to get a shot at a title at some point in the welterweight. He's going to. Who the fuck's going to knock him out? He is. His face has already been beat to shit. Like He looks like a guy you can't knock out. I gotta apologize for the next fight. I had said Andre Fiala will never be minus one twenty nine again, and he won't. Just not for the same reasons I thought. I really thought he had turned the corner as a knockout artist. He he seemed the last couple fights I've seen of him. I realized he got hit some, but his counter punches are just so vicious. Jake Matthews is eighteen and five. He had he hasn't fought in a while, I guess, and and he came back and man. He's special. Whatever, whoever beat him before, I don't know what happened in his earlier fights or what, I haven't seen him fight really. He was fantastic. And he made Andre, he got a round two knockout on Andre Fialo, which is a huge win. I really believed Andre was on his way up the welterweight division, like he was going to get a shot. He's really talented. And Jake made him look like a he'd never been in a fight before. Really special piece of work there. I'll be watching Jake Matthews. Andre Fialo moves off of my list of guys that I thought were special. He's he's not. He's gone. It's just like uh, when you watch some of those ESPN shows when they're like, so here's the here's the five guys in my room, my VIP room. And sometimes guys get moved out. Andre Fialo moved out. You're not my guy anymore. That was a terrible performance. I mean... It made me question if it was a real fight. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, you haven't thrown any punches. Really weird. Jake Matthews gave him the shrug afterwards. Like, what the fuck was that? After he knocked him out, he's like, eh, I don't know. I thought this guy was supposed to be gangster, and I just smoked him for two rounds, and now he's dead on the ground. It, it was pretty weird. Whaley and Joanna. The fucking names, dude. These Polish names are insane. I mean, I get it. The Z's are like S's, and the J's are like, and CZ's are like Ha. I can't, I can't say her fucking name. Joanna, and Weili Zhang. Weili is jacked, and she is gonna be the next strawweight 
she's going to get the belt back. She's going to get it back easily. Carla Esparza's, like, just got married. She's on her fucking honeymoon watching this fight. Like, oh, my God. I, d- I just... I'm just going to retire. <laughs> I'm going to retire the champ. That's what I would do. I would not fight that bitch now. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Way Lee's fucking baller. Looks like she found what she had lost. And, I mean, I, I think Joanna's a better fighter than uh, than Carla Esparza easily. And so I, I think Way Lee will just kind of walk her way back to the title. Be really sweet for her. She got cheered in Singapore for the first time ever in her career because she's always fighting in the United States and everybody hates her because she's Chinese, which, you know, justifiable. Between China, Russia, and the United States, like nobody really likes each other, so it's fine to kind of just boo them. I, I actually am a, I'm a one of the guys that I'm pro-booing and pro-cheering. I'm fine with it. You're at an arena. If you hate somebody because they're from fucking Russia, boo them. If you hate them because they're from the United States, fucking boo them. It's like fun. It's part of the, part of the fun of a fight night. You boo people for all kinds of reasons. Very very rarely it's because they can't fight. <laughs> Sometimes, but most of the time it's because of what they stand for or where they're from or, or whatever, and that's just like part of the event. The fight night is fucking wild. Valentina and Talia Santos. Talia won that fight. It was a five-round decision, and they gave it to Valentina because somebody's fucking dumb or paid. Like I said, it's either corrupt or inept. There's no way that Valentina won that fight against Talia Santos. I get it. Talia Santos' face was all fucked up at the end of the fight, but that was from them, but like from a Valentina headbutt, an illegal hit. They clashed heads, and Talia's face was all fucked up, and that was really the only damage she took from Valentina. And you're gonna tell me that, like, I don't know. I, I don't fucking know. Same thing with the Jacob Malkoon fight. It's like totally corrupt or inept, and both of them are unacceptable and. Make me question why I watch UFC sometimes. I totally understand the other people listening. Like, why do I watch it? Is this just WWE and it's all... It's hard to say something's rigged when people get knocked fucking dead stiff. But when it comes to the decisions, it's like... How is that possible? How was that possible? Valentina did not win that fight. And I like Valentina. But Talia Santos beat her. Really disappointing outcome of that fight. Valentina knew she won, even though she did nothing to win the fight, really. She really didn't. I mean, she had, like, one takedown at the end and got on top in the fifth round and, like, oh, now she won the fight? Like, give me a fucking break. Do you guys not understand how rounds work? If it's only going to matter, if the fifth round's the only thing that matters in a five-round fight, then let's just have it be no rounds and just be a single-round fight to the end because if you're not going to take into account other rounds, like, Valentina lost you know, three out of the five rounds easily and probably got a, you know, a tie on the fourth round or something. I mean, you could just argue all kinds of shit, but no, in no way could you argue that Valentina won the most rounds in any way possible. She lost the fight and won. Really, I'm starting to wonder why I watch this shit. Same with boxing. It's why people stop watching boxing, by the way. Everybody thinks people stopped watching boxing because there was no stars or it wasn't exciting. No, it's because it was corrupt is all fuck. And people got tired of it because they're gambling on it. I'm gambling on UFC, and you've got people that aren't winning winning your fights. And it's like, well, I can't really bet on this. And if I can't bet on it, I'm not going to watch it. Kind of shitty. It's something to think about. The next fight was the light heavyweight. I thought it was going to be boring. It was the opposite of boring. It was probably one of the best fights I've seen in, God, I don't know, ever. (laughs) Glover Teixeira won the fight and then lost the fight. Glover 
had that fight in the bag easily, won the fight, and then got choked out in the in the last with 30 seconds to go in the fifth round. Super disappointing for him. Glover, I guess he likes to say. I guess the people are, everybody says Glover. The fucking name spelled Glover, but whatever. Glover. He uh, he was fantastic. He's 42 years old. You can't knock him out. He was fantastic. And then with 30 seconds to go in the fifth round, he's got it in the bag. He makes the mistake of shooting. And in a shocking turn of events, Jiri gets a fucking rear naked choke off on Glover and wins the fight and becomes the new champion. Now, a lot of you will say, wow, like Jiri's amazing. He lost the fight and got lucky in the last 30 seconds, similar to like the Shale Sonnen and, uh, uh, Anderson Silva, similar to that. Like it's it's like that. Like you are winning the fight, and then with no time left, you got choked out. Like oh shit. And and people will look back on that fight and be like, man, you won, and you blew it. And Glover won and blew it. Now what does that tell me about Jiri? <clears throat> As I was watching that fight, he is not going to be the champion very long at all. Every light heavyweight's like, oh my god, I can't wait to fight this dude. He is not a good fighter. I get it. He won the fight with a submission in the fifth round. But his arms and hands are all over the place. And he's like stomping around in the arena. And just, he gives you so many chances. That Bushido bullshit, whatever, like that is not it, dude. Like, whatever you're in there doing, like the freestyle bullshit, like it's fine. I'm glad you're doing it and I'm glad you have success and you're the champ after fighting three times. And honestly, that last fight, like I don't know what happened. I can't believe Glover. I have a hard time believing Glover's going to get choked out, but apparently he did. And he did. I watched it. I mean, I watched him. I just, it's hard to believe. And after the last couple decision rounds, I'm at the point where I'm like, this is just becoming the WWE. I'm fucking really disappointed with the, the decisions. and the. Eh. But Jerry gets the win. Jan's going to go in there and fucking smoke him. <laughs> like, any, all these other guys are like, I can't wait to fight this dude. I get it. He's built. He's huge. He's crazy. He's intense. He's got weird hair. Everybody loves him. He got his ass beat and, and you know, somehow squeezed it out at the end. If Glover just doesn't shoot on him and stands up, he wins. So Jiri is either going to have to fight him again or fight Jan or fight anyone. You know, and they're going to come in there and he's got to clean up a lot of shit if he wants to stay the champion. He's got a lot of work to do. Overall, fucking awesome night of fights. I loved every second of it. Aside from the decisions by the judges, but that's becoming commonplace. I mean, even and more and more, it gets more and more like this. Over the last couple of years, even when COVID first started, UFC had a big uh, surge of fan new new viewers, as they should. Every other sport shut down, and Dana White didn't shut down. He kept going, and everybody, and then they, you know, they got a lot of new viewers, and with that uh, came a lot of attention. And I've been watching UFC for a, like since I was a little kid. And one of the things that I've noticed is that it's gradually just seems to get worse. The more money, the more interest, the more shit that goes wrong. I, I would think that m- the most important thing to the UFC right now is getting that fixed. Unless it's not fixed, unless it's corrupt. But it appears to be inept. I find it hard to believe that Dana White would want a corrupt UFC. The reason boxing was corrupt is because there was no powers. 
everybody was like their own promoter promoting shit, and it was corrupt as shit. But the, the way the UFC is constructed is they have a commissioner, basically, like Roger Goodell and shit. Like, it's designed to not be corrupt, in theory. But they, the, the one thing they can't control, which is the judging, seems to be. <clears throat> anyway. More sweet fights on the way. UFC 276 is around the corner. That's Adesanya and Kananir. That's going to be fucking off the hook. Can't wait. Really excited. Well, game five's tonight. Steph got it done last night or uh, two nights ago, whatever, three nights ago. I can't even tell when the basketball games are anymore. It's so spread out. It's so stupid. I hate it. Like, they should have been playing last night. There was nothing on. You're telling me you don't have a playoff hockey game or fucking basketball game on Sunday night? There was a bait. They put a baseball game on with the Angels, and then Shohei Otani isn't playing. And they're on ESPN, finally. And he's not playing. What the fuck is going on? The programming and design is like, man, there's... A lot of money to be made last night, and nobody made any of it. I guess the USFL did, I guess. there was That shit was all over the TV. They're on, like, Fox Soul and shit. I mean, I don't even know. I, I'm, I have YouTube TV for those of you that still pay for cable. YouTube TV is, like, pretty sweet. I've been using it for a while. <clears throat> Game five, I'm taking Golden State. I just think Golden State's going to beat their ass every night, every time, every every game. The two wins that the Celtics got, one of them was in a shocking way with fucking Al Horford going LeBron James on everyone. The other game, the Golden State just played terrible. I mean, if Steph can give you, everyone's like, can Steph give you 45 for two more games? Like, yeah. <laughs> the question is, can he give it to you for like 30 games? Like, but, but yeah, two more games. Can Steph score 45? Absolutely. It's only two more games and they're like a week apart. Who gives a shit? Steph's not tired. Everyone thought he was hurt, and he went in there and fucking balled out. And like I said before, he he definitely knows now that there's, he's on his own. I saw the look on his face. He knows it. And so he knows he's got to go out there and be Kobe. And he totally can. Love Colin. He mentioned Jason Tatum being due for a, good, a big game. He may be. Uh, but I don't know. It's just as likely that Jason Tatum plays poorly for two more games and Steph Curry plays great for two games. Like they're, those things are just as likely. I don't I'm not I'm so, I'm still shocked that the Celtics got through in some ways. I just don't think they're that good. I know a lot of people are like they're the better team. It's like I don't give a fuck about your team in the NBA. LeBron James had the shittiest team ever and just drugged teams to the finals all the time. Now, the Celtics do have the better team, right? <clears throat> but they have nobody to lean on. They don't have a LeBron. They don't have a Curry. They don't have any. They don't have anyone. They need to win with team basketball, and that's really hard to do in the finals. Believe it or not, in the finals you need a guy that's like everybody else is falling apart. We need. We have to have a bucket on this drive. Give it to him. And when you're the Celtics, you're like, who is that guy? I don't know. We got to run a play though and get a bucket. With, with fucking Steph, it's like, just give it to him, have him ISO, and hit a three. We, we have to have that right now. And the Celtics have nobody. You, you thought it was Jason Tatum. You thought it was Jason, uh, but it's not. So, I don't know. I don't know what you do. The game should be hot. Let's do some uh, 
Let's do some best bets for the night. Best bets. So one of the things I've really liked in this series is uh, Boston in the first half to be leading. They've been pretty much leading in the first half of every game, win or lose. They come out hot. Golden State just starts cold right now. Most most of that it has to do with the fact that they are, how do I say, they're a streaky shooter team. And so sometimes you just come out and you're not on fire, and the other team is a team basketball game. So anyway, Boston Celtics leading at the first half is plus 25 on the money line. Love it. I'll take that all day long. I'm still taking Golden State to win the game at minus 175. I'm just taking them for the rest of the the rest of the series. I think they're going to win. And so what does that mean for me? It means when they were plus 180, I got the win there. If they win tonight at plus minus or minus 170, great. I've already got the plus the plus on the road. You know, I'm, I'm you're searching for the wins, you know. That's the that's the whole game. So let's look at some over under on points. I, that that's been the go-to for the bet <clears throat> for betting this whole series. Andrew Wiggins is seven, uh, under and over 17.5 points. I'm going to take the under at minus 120. Jalen Brown, 23.5 points. I'm going to take the under at minus 113. Clay Thompson, 19.5 points. I'll go under at minus 100. They seem to think he's going to get 20 tonight. I just don't, I don't know. I'm pretty much going under on everybody. Marcus Smart, 15.5 points. I'm going under at minus 130. Jason Tatum's 27 and a half. I think he will go over at 27 and a half at minus 120. I think he'll go over. He'll probably have 30 tonight and be, you know, they'll lose. Steph Curry, 30 points. Man, his his points have gone up, haven't they, after that 45-point game? Ugh. So here's the question you have to ask yourself. If Steph Curry gets 30, then do does – yeah, fuck it. 30 points. I'll take the over at minus 120. I think those are all hot. Some of the new sites that I, I like to gamble on allow you to do some same-game parlays. If you can combine a couple of those over-unders, that's pretty high. A lot of the sites will kind of won't let you combine multiple unders. It just depends where you're at, you know. The site I've been using lately lets every, it pretty much is like anything goes. So I've been combining some over-unders. Depending on where you're doing your, your gambling at, it's it's harder to say if you can do something like that. But if you can, please do. Combine some over-unders. Anyway, those are our best bets for the night. Well, Baku went exactly how I said, if you're watching Formula One. Leclerc took pole and lost to Verstappen and Perez. Carlos Sainz uh, basically missed a turn, for lack of a better word, spun out. He didn't spin, but he, you know, he just locked up and drove into the off-ramp. And then Leclerc's engine blew up. Shocker. They're out of it. You've already got it. The, the world championship is going to come down to Perez and Verstappen. And I'll tell you right now, it's Verstappen because Red Bull, that's who they want to win. Bottom line, end of story. Overall, it was a sweet race. I enjoyed it. I, it was early in the morning. You know, I woke up. Leclerc lost the, the lead on the first turn, and that was it. Uh, you know, it, it, once that happened, it was over. But I don't think he would have been able to do anything anyway. He can't. He, it's one. It's kind of like Mercedes a few years ago. Like Carlos Sainz is not helping. He's nowhere. He's like Botas. He's just. He barely finishes races. He pretty much spins out all the time. They have to. He's not it. He's not the guy. And then, Leclerc. 
he just has bad luck right now. The team makes stupid decisions for him all the time, and now his engine blew up. He's out of the. He's not going to win the championship. So, sucks. Lewis Hamilton's still struggling. Mercedes is struggling. I, I say all that, and then George Russell is like bawling the fuck out for what that piece of shit car he's in. I don't know what's going on at Mercedes. It's kind of it's kind of shocking. I think Lewis needs to leave and go to Ferrari. <laughs> That's what I would do. Should be a sweet night tonight. Basketball. Can't wait. Can't wait to see fucking Warriors and Steph Curry and his greatness. If he has another 45-point game tonight, it's over. Good night. Bye. Enjoy your night, guys. Good to be back. Hit the like. Hit the follow. If you haven't already, leave a review, whatever it takes. You know, I'm just trying to tell your friends about it, whatever. Just tell people about it. Spread the word. And we'll keep this thing going. Talk to you all soon. Peace. <laughs>